That was Black Parade by Beyonce, who wrote this song last year to benefit black-owned small businesses. Michelle McKenzie is the founder of the Where is the Funding podcast that shines a light on inequity in investment levels in black-owned businesses, including service industry ownership. Richard Leslie investigates the why behind the problem and how far investors have come in untying their purse strings. Where's the funding, Michelle? Great title for a podcast. Why did you start it? I started the podcast because of my firsthand experience having friends who are entrepreneurs and watching them go through their funding struggles. In particular, I remember an episode, I was in a coffee shop with a friend of mine who has a skincare company and her supplier and her partner is also in the shea butter skincare space. And she's in Ghana and the other person is here in the US. And I remembered her telling us, oh, Francesca is having a bad day. Can we send her our chair up WhatsApp message? And so we started talking about, you know, what it feels like when you're trying to raise to run and grow a business and the difficulties in dealing with the rejection and the low days. And I remember her saying, why don't you guys start a podcast to talk about these issues? And we were like, well, yes, sounds good, cute. At the time I started the podcast, I had a co-host. So she was the other person who was also in the coffee shop with this friend. And we didn't do anything about it. And a few months, a few months went by. I was overseas on assignment for work and she called me up and she's like, how about that podcast? And I'm like, well, if you want to do it and you're serious, then let's go for it. So we knew nothing about media. I told you my day, actually both of us, uh, me and the the co-host at the time, our day jobs are in international development. So we didn't do anything related to media. And When we got back and decided, okay, we're going to do this, it took us a while trying to cut through what do we really need to start a podcast. And we're just getting bogged down and being overwhelmed in the technicalities and you need this type of mic and this and this and that and editing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this just seems like more work than I want to get into. And I have a friend of mine who is a professor at a university and she had a student who does AV work and helps another one of our students with her podcast. So she connected us and we met him at a coffee shop. We paid him 50 bucks and he basically showed us the anchor app. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, wow. But it solved our problem because it was an easy way to get started. And so the Where's the Funding podcast was born. So that $50 served you well then? Quite well. I'm not complaining about that $50. (laughs) (laughs) I interview a lot of Black business owners across the world through our radio show. Um, And regardless of where in the world you go, it's the same problem we have. So, Michelle, where is the funding? What's tying this up? So the funding is everywhere. It's a matter of, who gets access and who doesn't, and the barriers to access, right? Because as you said, you have interviewed many Black business owners across the world, and that's what I'm also doing. And there is continuity in their stories, regardless of their location, right? And so then it boils down to 
well, what's the common denominator, (laughs) right? And so then you start to realize that race definitely plays a role in access to funding. And then when you start thinking about women who have the double burden of race and gender, if we're talking about Black women or other women of color. So while there's funding, it's like, well, where is funding that's equitable, right? Where is funding that's being targeted to people of color who have different experiences and are coming from different places because you have to understand in the U.S. context, based on how this society, the historical structure of this society, where the Black community has been traditionally disadvantaged and marginalized financially and economically, for a lot of Black founders, it's hard to get off the ground because they don't necessarily have friends and family rounds, right? They might go, their, their relatives oftentimes don't have it. Certainly not everyone, but a large portion of the population are not able to easily raise a friends and family round. I was just doing a podcast episode this morning with two gentlemen who founded a fund specifically to address the inequalities and the lack of equity in venture funding. And they target mainly African-American founders because they recognize that there has been this inequity between founders of color, diverse founders, but whatever that's not white (laughs) in accessing funding. And so they wanted to be intentional about being a part of the solution to bringing more equity to the funding ecosystem, taking more of a social justice um, viewpoint to the work that they do. We interview a lot of food and travel business owners. We're a lifestyle travel show. The um, industry has been hit pretty hard because of the pandemic. So imagine you, you've got the pandemic on the one hand, you've got people on the co- of color on the other, and it's arrows flying at them from every side. We're in 2022, but we're still talking about limitations to funding for Black business owners. Why is that? A modern society, and yet we're still facing old problems. Well, the problems might be old, but they were never solved. (laughs) So that's why we're still dealing with them. And I'll give you some statistics. And I actually pulled these stats, uh, some of them off of the website for the the VC fund that I interviewed the founders of this morning. So because there's still a lot of institutional inequalities that exist in the funding ecosystem that have been exclusionary for generations, that's why we're still talking about it. The statistics are why, these statistics are why we're still having this conversation in 2022. So just 1.2% of the record 137 billion invested in US startups in the first half of 2021 went to Black entrepreneurs. When looking at the 10 leading venture firms in the U.S., Crunchbase found that just 3% of the companies they've invested in since 2015 are led by Black or Latinx founders. Data from Black VC shows that 81% of all VC firms don't have a single Black investor. By some estimates, just 1% of venture-backed startup founders are Black. The numbers are even grimmer for Black women. In 2021, less than 1% 
up the over 4.3 billion. So like, so not just the US anymore. Now I'm jumping to Africa. That went to African startups, went to single female and all female founding teams. So 37 million of 4.3 billion. So this, Bridget, is why we're still having this conversation today. When these numbers change significantly and become more favorable, then we could say we don't need to have this conversation. But until the situation changes and improves favorably where there's more equity and opportunity, we're going to continue having these conversations. Absolutely. And those numbers do sound grim, don't they? Especially for women. Um, The first time I heard your podcast, I was actually um, listening to the story of Anne-Marie Archer and you were talking about angel investment. Uh, We were covering these exact same statistics, but through her story. In your opinion, Michelle, what are some of the short-term steps that institutions can take towards releasing some of that funding to entrepreneurs? Advise the banks here. Let them know what you're thinking. I definitely think that for the situation to change, there has to be change in the mindset on the side of the investors and the people who control the purse strings. So going back to the conversation I had this morning, with one of the co-founders of Resilient Ventures. So it's a mixed race team. So one founder is black and the other one is white. And they came together with this intentionality. The mindset change of the white investors is what is required. So for them to understand the economic inequalities that exist in society, that they benefit from, that others don't, and bringing that understanding and being transformed themselves into understanding the need for greater equity and for greater access and the value of funding underserved and underrepresented founders and the value of what funding those ideas bring to the global marketplace and how they can transform the world. Because you could have a founder who's got the next great invention that could solve a major problem in the world. But because of that founder's color or gender, they may not access the funding that's needed to scale or grow or to bring that to market. And so there's an opportunity cost (laughs) to that, right? When you're excluding people and ideas from the market because of whatever biases there are definitely a mindset in very many ways. Have you seen an increase in the level of funding since you've started this podcast? Because you've been investigating this space for a while. So I, I think that funding has increased for more diverse founders, but it's not just about whether it's increased. It's about in proportion, right? Mm-hmm. So is there still the gap? The gap is still very much there. So even though there are more funds, I think post 2020 in the US with the summer of racial reckoning and George Floyd and the protests and all of these companies coming out with diversity statements and trying to make efforts to address diversity, equity, and inclusion. I think a lot of money has been thrown out. And I think sometimes money can be used as a facade to not do the real intentional DEI work that can be transformative. So I think a lot of money has been released, but part of that is that 
more Black VCs are entering the space, raising funds and creating more targeted funds that have a DEI lens or a gender lens that are in the market now that are serving the underserved founders that were marginalized before. So I do think that things are changing, but there's still a very, very far way to go. You saw those statistics that I quoted. So Mm. we still have a way to go. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just for the USA. Um, What Michelle's talking about really affects the rest of our world as well. Bridget Blaisley there speaking with Michelle McKenzie. This is the Travel Rider Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.